Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Ditch Decade Diets Podcast. I am your host, Lorna Perozo, certified food freedom coach and founder of the Ditch Decade Diets Academy. I've spent 10 years in an unhealthy relationship with food, binge eating, over-exercising, and feeling insecure in my body. This podcast is all about helping you get to the root of your food struggles and teaching you how to rewire your brain so you can end binge eating. If you're ready to improve your relationship with food and cultivate more self-love towards yourself and your health, this is the podcast for you. So let's get to it and jump right in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. I am really excited because I just interviewed my husband, Andrew Costa, aka Mr. Bean, (laughs) and he came on the podcast. And it's so exciting because you guys have heard him on the podcast before. If you guys are in my Facebook group or you guys follow me on social media, you definitely see him around. I always post fun stories with him. You typically see him usually massaging my feet on the couch nearly almost every single night. (laughs) But this is really special because Andrew has just created his own podcast. So this is like official, official, you know what I'm saying? So anyways, really excited. Andrew is, you know, such an amazing expert at helping men and women balance their hormones through food. And in this episode, we talk about so many incredible, important things and hormones are really important, you guys. And you're going to hear me talk about in the episode, I'm like, hormones aren't sexy, but they're so necessary for you to have in check for you to balance. So in this episode, we talked all about why hormones are so important in the body, the different signs and symptoms that you can notice for yourself if your hormones, you know, are off. Um, We talked about where hormonal imbalances actually come from, the main hormones that females specifically should be looking out for. We talked about how cravings for sugar and salt can be due to hormones. Um, And we also talked about some tips and strategies for you to just kickstart your hormonal journey and how to actually start balancing your hormones. So this is just so value stacked. And I'm really excited because you guys know, like, I don't have a lot of guests on the show. I'm very like picky, not picky, but like, I'm really mindful with who I bring on the show because I really want you guys to you know, this is all about having a good relationship with food and ending your binge eating, but hormones are really important. I've struggled with my hormones myself and Andrew has, you know, been able to give me a lot of great pointers and help me through balancing my hormones. And I can't tell you how much of a difference it makes when you have high energy and you feel good on a daily basis and you just feel like yourself again. So anyways, I'm really excited for this episode and definitely be sure to check out the links in the show notes where you can actually get connected to Andrew. You can listen to his hormone uh, podcast. It's called the hormone helper podcast, and there'll be links in the show notes for ways that you can connect with him as well too. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive on into this episode. 
All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch Decade Diets podcast. I'm so excited because I have my husband as a guest speaker today, and he's been on the podcast before, um, but he officially launched his own podcast, which is super exciting. And we're going to dive today into everything about hormones. So my husband, Andrew, is the, the hormone helper from Fit for All Fitness, Inc., and he really specializes in helping men and women balance their hormones using food. So I'm so excited about this episode. And Andrew, why don't you go ahead and just briefly introduce who you are, what you do, and anything you'd like the audience to know before we dive in. Uh, yeah, well, first of all, I'm super excited to, to officially be on your podcast, which is really awesome. So, uh, you know, that we have been kind of partners in crime and all of this and being able to kind of follow, uh, your lead and start my own podcast is, is really, really exciting. Uh, but essentially, uh, what I do with, uh, with our company fit for all fitness Inc is, is really on the hormonal side. So a lot of people have metabolism issues. They have hormone issues that prevent them from being able to keep weight off from being able to have high energy to kind of be consistent with their routine. And with that, a lot of people don't understand kind of what happened with that. So uh, a little bit about my background, I've struggled personally with hormones for probably over the past eight years um, after my surgery. And it was really through kind of being a coach already and doing the things like the training and the nutrition, where I was like, it wasn't enough for me. It's probably not enough for people to do just those two things alone. So I started basically working on being able to help people balance their hormones using food, using natural ways, using ways that really doctors kind of left me to figure out on my own. And, uh, and here we are, you know, it's, uh, I think it's going to be close to seven years now that fifth has been running. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Yay. Thanks for sharing that. It's so weird because it's like, I know all this stuff, (laughs) you know, it's still exciting. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and just like dive right on in. So hormones, I, man, I think hormones are something that is so important to like every single function in the way that we feel our energy, our metabolism, our skin, um, like even, you know, our, our gut health, like hormones play such a huge role. And I think people need to really understand the importance of hormones. Cause it's not really like a sexy thing. Like I can't wait to balance my hormones, you know, but you feel so much better when you have all your hormones kind of in, in line. So what makes hormones like so important in the body? That's a great question. And one, yeah, I agree with you hundred percent. The hormones are definitely not operating in the sexy realm for sure. Um, I think a lot of people have a general understanding, like, you know, they've probably been to a practitioner before and their doctor's like, okay, cool. Like we got your blood work back and you see all of these numbers and it's like, oh, they're good. You're in a good range. Right. And that's kind of the extent that people know for hormones. But um, I like to tell people that hormones are basically the background operating system that your body runs on. So like if your body is a computer and all of those functions are things that are automatic, the computer has to be run by a main system. Like people who have uh, Windows, like the Windows 95, Windows XP, Windows Vista, those little updates are essentially your hormone panel and your hormones govern 
how your body's metabolism is, how quick your metabolism is, whether or not you can build lean muscle, whether or not you have some cravings, whether or not you have the ability to have a proper running thyroid. So with that, hormones take care of all of that background process so you don't have to think about it. If your hormone panel is stable and steady, so is your metabolism, and so are all of your digestion and all of your, your metabolic functions. But if it's haywire, then that's when it's like there's something going on and we need to be able to fix that. Mm -hmm. And are there specific signs? Like I know for myself, like when I, you know, was struggling with my relationship with food and then, you know, I started having like really low energy levels and I never, I never thought like my hormones would be something that I needed to address. I'm like, well, maybe I'm just like working out too hard or, you know, maybe I'm too stressed. And, and, you know, I ended up realizing that there was like some adrenal fatigue going on. Right. So for somebody who is, you know, maybe feeling off throughout the day, like what are some things that they should be looking for? Um, like some signs or, um, some of the main symptoms that really show that like your hormones could be off. Mm -hmm. I think the thing is, is hormone indicators come in stages and a lot of people don't recognize the first stages that their hormones are off, which is more of the mental and the energy that you get. So lack of mental focus is a really big one, lack of clarity. So getting a lot of brain fog or feeling scatterbrained and also just having chronic fatigue. Those are the earliest symptoms because the body does a good job at kind of taking here and there and trying to correct. And it does its, its best to make up the difference when your hormones are off. But ultimately, if you keep leaving that unchecked, then you start getting those real physical symptoms. So for things like the thyroid, you'll feel a tenderness at the front of your throat. So a tenderness at the front of the thyroid or underneath your neck, where those little lymph nodes are, that's basically where the hormones pump out from. It's because those areas are very fatigued and you'll also get that same thing underneath your armpits and then in your groin as well too. Just like a tenderness that it's almost sore or like very inflamed in those areas. Next that starts to happen is the digestion. Digestion is a huge hormonal process. And a lot of people think it's just, you eat it and the stomach breaks stuff down. If your hormone panel is off, you're going to have a ton of IBS issues, bloating, constipation, inconsistent stools, uh, your bowel frequency changes. Maybe you're used to going three times a day and you only go once every other day. Those are all indicators that those hormones are off. And then also changes to your skin. So your skin is the largest organ in the body, and it's the organ that the body's going to short first. So thin and brittle hair and nails, hair that's falling off of certain places or different types of skin issues like psoriasis or, or acne in places where it's like not in a normal spot. So like places underneath your neck, over top of the forehead for females, okay, your top part of the shoulders and your lower back, those are all hormonal places where skin conditions will develop. Those are the easiest ways that you can see that something is off in your body. Mm, that's really, that's really good information. Um, yeah, sometimes it's just like, oh, I have some acne, like maybe I ate too much chocolate, or like, I just got to like, you know, clean up my diet. And of course, like what you eat impacts 
your hormones. But I think a lot of the times it's just like, how can I, how can I just clean up my diet without looking at the thing that is actually like causing these, these issues right now for somebody who might have never had hormonal issues like growing up. Um, and like for me, I, I don't know when exactly, but I started having hormonal issues like the time where, you know, my binging was like at its all time worse. Um, and I believe it was like probably, I don't know, maybe I was like 17, 18, 19 years old, um, where I started to notice like the fatigue, um, and then like, um, hormonal acne, like on my back and stuff like that. So where, where does this actually like stem from? So somebody who doesn't have hormonal issues, you know, they don't start with hormonal issues, but then all of a sudden, like these hormonal issues are appearing, like, where does that actually stem from? Yeah. When it comes to hormonal imbalance, it comes from two ways, either what I call a mechanical issue, where something in your body is not functioning the way it should, or it's an external issue where it's something that you're eating or something that you're putting into your body is throwing your hormones off. So let's give an example from a mechanical standpoint, right? So, you know, I don't know, obviously how much, uh, how much your, your fine people know, but I had cancer a while back because of that, I am missing a part of my body that creates a certain piece of hormone. So that is a mechanical issue. It would be similar to if someone had a, um, a, uh, a lump in their thyroid that they had to get cut out, or if a woman had PCOS where an ovary wasn't functioning, right? That's a mechanical issue. So those things that are supposed to produce a certain amount, they just don't, or maybe they produce excess or super high. So something is not working right mechanically in the body and the body over time can't compensate. So maybe it can compensate for the first couple of years of that issue. And it's like, not a problem. I'll take from here. I'll steal this here. But over time, the body's like, I just can't keep up with what you're needing anymore. And that imbalance starts. The second thing is the external. So for females, especially what you're inputting into your body as people who consume a, a mainly Western diet, we are intaking a lot of things that have an estrogen base and estrogen also results in fat storage, it results in metabolism slowdown, and it results in digestion issues. So if people are eating different qualities of food, or they're not getting a consistent quality of food, they're intaking a lot of estrogen into their routine, or they're taking things that change their body's hormones itself. So things like birth control or thyroid medication, birth control is the number one change for people who have menopause early and who also experience PCOS and PMDD. If they've been on birth control for a really long time, birth control acts like a dam. It literally holds the rush of hormones back and all these hormones are like flooding at the top and sure you're fine when you're taking it, but then you take it off and that just floodgate opens up and the hormones just rush all over the place into your body. So people take these things. And I think a lot of practitioners and doctors, they don't do a good job of it in explaining how it works and what the risks are, because there's a ton of different alternatives, right? Even from a thyroid medication, there's stuff where people put it into their body and there's maybe a better brand that has less side effects, but they don't ask because they, they don't think to, it's not something that you would ever look at. 
So that starts setting off a chain where your body's getting external hormones. And when your body's getting it from another place, the body thinks, well, if I'm getting it from somewhere else, why do I need to make it? Why don't I just stop making it if I'm going to get it from there? That's what we call hormone dependency. So people take a medication or people insert something into their diet that gives them a specific hormone. And then the body makes less because it's just getting it externally. Those are the ways that hormone imbalances appear. Mm. Man, that's so like, that's such valuable information. And I remember like the very first time that I was on, you know, birth control, I had no idea about like it impacting my hormones. And I remember you mentioning something like, Hey, we should probably get you off. And thankfully, like I wasn't on it for a really long time, but yeah, it's like, you don't really think about these things. It's like, well, I rather, you know, protect myself from getting pregnant at such a young age or whatever. Right. But there are so many other, you know, things to think about, especially when it impacts your hormones, which now we're understanding that hormones impact so many different functions of our body, how we feel and all that stuff. So I know you mentioned like estrogen, um, what other, like other, other, um, hormone stressors that ladies need to specifically be mindful of, or like they need to be watching out for. So estrogen is number one for females because it's directly tied to the metabolism and someone's fat storage. So like that can really like your digestion, the way that your body looks, the way that your body functions and feels estrogen is the number one. The second is cortisol looking at someone's daily stressors. So cortisol is your stress response hormone. And it's, it's supposed to be built for like back in the olden days when we used to like run from actual real animals, but now that hormone cortisol it's triggered by everything, physical, mental, and emotional. All of it registers the same thing as a high level of stress. And what cortisol does is it forces you to be in a reactive state, which is really hard on your thyroid. So people who have chronic amounts of stress all the time end up having very, very weak thyroids, or they get something what's called adrenal fatigue, where cortisol is made from these little glands on top of your kidneys. And those are your adrenal glands. If you're always in a chronic stress state, the body's like, I can't put out any more than you're asking for. So I'm just going to shut the system down. It's kind of like a hard stop button. Body hits that button. And then you're just like, I'm wiped. I'm absolutely crashed. Those are the main things that females need to take a look at. A lot of the times for testosterone, because females have a higher dominant for estrogen, it's not something that they need to worry about. So those are kind of the main ones from a female perspective that really affect people's day-to-day function. Of course, there's like close to, I think 35 or 36 different hormones in the body. There's a lot of them, but all of the other ones are made and created by kind of the main four. You've got your thyroid hormone, your cortisol, you've got your uh, testosterone and your estrogen. So with those four, if you're managing those nine times out of 10, the other ones will be okay too. Mm -hmm. Do you have like a quick tip? Um, I know obviously, you know, you work with clients individually based on their hormonal panel and things need to be individualized and customized, but is there anything specifically like one tip or something like that, where the ladies can start to just like balance out these hormones? Like I know 
you know, we have sleep is important, reducing stress, you know, a balanced diet. Um, is there anything else like a specific tip that you can share that could help them start balancing out these specific hormones? Yeah. When I'm making adjustments with people, I, I like to do the things that, that move the biggest stone that are going to make the most change in someone's hormone panel. Instead of making minor tweaks, why don't we do things that can affect multiple areas? So a great thing for females is to start intaking higher amounts of zinc in their diet um, and having zinc-based foods. So I'll, I'll I can give some examples, but essentially what zinc does, zinc and magnesium is zinc helps testosterone flourish, which is going to help with lean muscle tissue, which is going to help with metabolic development. It also takes the place of estrogen in your system. So the body doesn't make as much, but it does so in a way where the body doesn't stop production. So not only is consuming zinc-based foods good for your estrogen level as a female, but it also helps manage your testosterone level. And the magnesium is great for recovery, which promotes better metabolic health. So a lot of zinc and magnesium, like zinc-based foods have magnesium in them. So like chia seeds, hemp hearts, uh, almonds, avocados, zinc is going to be in a lot of your red meats, right? So a lot of your lean red meats. Now, if you are someone who's vegan, then another thing too, is like, you could have edamame beans or any type of kidney bean. That's great as well. And that has zinc too. So having more zinc and magnesium based foods can help uh, control both the testosterone and the estrogen. You're probably going to see the biggest changes because you'll notice a change in digestion. You'll notice a change in the way that your body is actually feeling metabolism wise, and it'll speed up a little bit. Mm, awesome. I love that. Um, so a question I wanted to ask you was about cravings. So obviously, you know, the ladies listening to this, my clients, we, you know, I tell them all the time, you know, cravings are normal. Like every single person experiences cravings. Um, I know I have a sweet tooth. I believe you, you do too. And I know a lot of my clients, you know, experience these cravings, whether it's, you know, I'm craving something sugary all the time, or I'm constantly craving salt. Um, and although, you know, cravings are nothing to fear, like we don't have to see our cravings as like this big, scary monster. A lot of the times cravings are just a signal from the body that like something is off. Right. And you know, there could be, you know, obviously if you're restricting certain foods, you're going to crave them a lot more, mm -hmm. but in terms of like hormones, if somebody is really craving sugar or somebody is really craving salt, could that be related to hormones? I absolutely love this question because a lot of people think that cravings are just like habit-based, which they can be. And I'm sure you've talked a lot about that for hitch, uh, for habitual routines, but cravings could also be hormonal as well. So essentially the, the cravings for sugar and cravings for salt indicate two separate things. Craving for sugar means that you are craving energy in the moment. So you don't have enough of the sugar stores in your body and your body needs a quick hit of that energy. Craving salt is craving hormones. So essentially salt is like the base building block to make a hormone. It takes some of the pieces of the food, it takes some salt molecules, and then slam, 
you've got a hormone together. So sometimes if you're tend to, to crave, a lot of people tend to crave saltier foods at night or in the really, really late evening, because that's when hormones start to switch over. And a lot of people will crave sugar like a one to 3 PM, because that tends to be some uh, majority of people's crash windows. And then they're like, Oh, I need energy as a pick me up. And the body knows that sugar is straight up energy. It's just easy to, doesn't have to do any work to break it down. And that's where, from a hormonal perspective, if you understand why your body's asking for it, you can do a lot of things to prepare for that. So for example, if you know that one to 3 PM, you have that slump where it comes down, then it's really, really easy for you to maybe have a meal before that slump. So the body has energy and then you don't experience that craving. So changing up your meal times to be able to do that or from a salt perspective. So if your body is asking for hormones, there is something that is chronically fatigued and chronically stressed. Like taking more salt might not necessarily fix the issue. So sometimes it's a matter of looking at your stress, uh, your um, stress going into the evening about making sure you're deplugging and you're being present in the moment, uh, you know, having a better nighttime routine. So then that way your body's like, I'm actually in a rested state. I don't need extra hormones to then get me to go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have some clients who you know, they work very long hours and then they come home and they're like, I'm so fatigued. Like I need energy or even like midday, I need energy. Like, let me, let me eat to give my body energy. And of course there's like certain foods that will give you energy, but a lot of the times it's like, sometimes you just need to like allow yourself to rest or you need to allow yourself to like take that nap and um, you know, actually listen to your body because come the evening, let's say, you know, 10 o'clock at night, you're feeling really fatigued. You're like, Ooh, I need to, you know, eat something to give myself energy. Like nobody needs energy at 10 o'clock at night. You know, you can just go to sleep and actually get, you know, high quality sleep and wake up rejuvenated, energized, you know, the following day. But that's really interesting about the, the salt and the sugar, Um, I think that's going to be really helpful for a lot of the ladies listening to this, because again, cravings are nothing to fear, but if there's like constant, like cravings at specific times, or like you said, you know, the, the midday, midday crash or the midday, um, you know, wanting sugar, uh, for that energy, that's really important to know. Um, now in terms of, um, so we talked about knowing that like hormones could be imbalanced, kind of what those symptoms are, what those signs are, where could somebody actually go to check like where they're at in terms of their, their hormones. So obviously I've done like a Dutch test before. Um, and that really like helps to show where, where everything is. Um, is that a good place for somebody to start or would you just recommend kind of them like assessing themselves and kind of seeing like, Hey, I noticed my energy has been off or I, Hey, I noticed that I'm having more acne. Like, is there a place that you recommend or what would somebody do to kind of see where they're at in terms of their hormonal levels? Mm -hmm. I I feel like it, you know, there's, there's a, a lot of people who aren't, who don't really understand their cycle. 
especially as a female where the hormones should be high and should be low. Um, and you know, that's the entire system's fault. We should be doing a better job at, at educating people to, to do this. But if you're not familiar with where your hormones are, or you're not sure what's there, like a lot of people will go to a doctor first. The challenge with just getting straight up regular blood work is it's like a screenshot in time. So like you take a picture, everything looks good in that moment. Like, just like you could take a picture in front of a house and then turn around and there's a window broken. You're like, who just did that? Right. Whereas a Dutch test, like you mentioned, a Dutch test is probably the best test to do because it assesses your hormones over a three day period. So how many hormones did you start with? How much did you use during the day? And then how much did you make the next day? This gives an entire cycle. So you can see not just what your hormones are at, but what is happening to your hormones? Because a lot of people might have good starting numbers, but might use way too many during the day, or who might not have good starting numbers, but have no issue going throughout the evening. Everyone's cycle is completely different and it shows that complete picture. So a Dutch test is a great way to start. And literally you can get it through dutch.com. Like it's, it's really, really easy. And it's the Dutch complete test. And basically you can do it yourself and it, and it prints you out a little explanation as well too, which is awesome on like, this is what's high and this is what's low. The best part about a Dutch test too, is it brings the results to your level, your age, your ethnicity, your blood type. It factors all of that in and gives you a range for you. It's not just a range of you're getting it for, uh, you know, 16 to 75 years old like you would with regular blood work. Because if you're looking at that range, who the hell knows where you are? You may be high as a, is that mean I have hormones of a 75 year old? You have no idea. So a great way is to be able to do the, the Dutch test as a start. That's really, really awesome. Um, or as well too, like if you're like, hey, you know what? Like I'm working on a budget. Like the, the test from a blood worker is still gonna show you any outside markers that are really bad. So even if you do just get blood work from a doctor, anything that's excessively high or excessively low, that's on the high or low range of those things, those should be flags and warning signs to you. So mm -hmm. everything should be stable in the center and really should be functioning that way. Awesome. I love that. Such good information. So before we, I guess, wrap things up, is there anything else that you'd like my audience to know in terms of like hormones or anything that you want to, to share with them to wrap things up? I think it's a matter of for hormones, hormones is about doing consistent maintenance. Like just like you need to fix your car repeatedly, you always need to be on top of your hormones because the thing is, is when your hormones are off, you can change your diet. You can alter your training schedule. You can change up your workouts. You can change up your sleep, but you still won't see any results. And that's where a lot of people come to me and become super frustrated where they're like, I just don't get it. I'm doing all of the right things. And they really are. It's just their panel is not allowing them to see the results that they're looking for. So I like to be that proactive and that maintenance perspective. When your system is running right, 
it outputs correctly, it creates correctly, and it produces correctly. And you're going to see those effects. You're going to see an increased metabolism. You're going to see a really great body fat percentage. You're going to have healthy energy levels. You're going to have crystal clear focus. You're going to have a ton of clarity, and you're not going to have these crazy highs and lows that women especially go through for a cycle. Some mm -hmm. people's cycles, especially when they hit their period window, are terrible where, you know, I, I like to, I kind of like to joke about the cycle and the, and menopause, like monster pause or like where they become like, ah, oh, they just lose it. It's like in that moment, as high as those hormones peak, it's as far as they drop and that excessive high and excessive low, that's what throws you off. Mm -hmm. So think about it. You're going to go through as a woman and, and as every woman listening, you're going to go through many hormone changes. You're going to go through a uh, transition from a young person to, um, to a, an actual adult female where you start your ovulation cycle, right? So you start getting uh, ready to have a baby, right? Then your hormones are going to change every 21 to 30 days from your period. Then your hormones going to change prenatal. It's going to change postnatal after you've had your kid, then you're going to go through premenopause and postmenopause. Those are five to six different areas that if you're not paying attention to how your body's responding, you're going to throw off your hormone cycle. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, men, we don't go through that. Our hormones start high and then they just die over time. Like we do, we just die over time, but it's, <laughs> but for, for women, they have to be conscious of those highs and those lows, because if you manage that and you get a consistent energy level, you can be stable. You don't have to worry so much about what you eat. You don't have to track anything and you can just continue to eat like a regular human being and keep the body you have. Yeah, no, that's really important. And I think too, you know, obviously people who are like really struggling with their hormones, you know, of course they, you know, should balance their hormones and get things efficient. But I also think too, like sometimes I think we feel like it's normal to just be tired. You know, everybody at work says like, Oh, I'm so tired all the time. Or like, I have constant cravings or like, oh, I just break out all the time. And I think it's important to not just like normalize those things, but like optimize, you know, even if you are like, you're feeling pretty good. Like we don't know how good we can actually feel until we really do this work to like balance our hormones. Like I remember thinking like, I'm fine. Like I don't, I don't have any hormonal balances. Like I'm fine. And then like, I did one of those Dutch tests and I was like, oh, like I could be feeling so much better. And, you know, you've obviously been able to help me with a lot of like my hormonal stuff as well too. And like, you know, having higher amounts of energy and like a faster metabolism and all these things, it's, you don't realize like how good you truly can feel when you do make these tweaks with your hormones. And again, it's not like the sexy thing. We always want to say like, you know, what workout routine can I do? Or like, what diet can I go on? But like, this is the number one thing, because like you said, you can have the best, you know, you can be eating very well, you can be exercising, but if your hormones are off, you're not gonna, you're not gonna feel your best. So I think it's also a matter of just like optimization and like continuously working to balance out your specific hormones so you can feel your best. Mm -hmm. 
I, I agree a hundred percent. If you're proactive, then you don't have to worry about the car breaking down and then you have to worry about replacing the car. You know, I think that's the only thing too, is like, we can't replace body parts, at least not yet, probably not in the near future. So it's like, if you've only got one body and you got to ride with it for life, you know, what are you going to do to make sure that it makes it to the end in a way that's like really powerful for you? I agree hundred percent. Awesome. Well, this was amazing. So thank you for coming on, sharing your wisdom and all things hormones. Um, if somebody wants to start learning more about hormones, or maybe they know that they have a hormonal imbalance, or they like really want to work with you to be able to stabilize their hormones, they're, you know, wanting higher amounts of energy, they want to feel good in their body. Where could people find you? Um, do you have I know obviously you work with certain clients on this, but where would be a good place for people to get a hold of you and just learn more about specifically what you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the easiest way would be to check out the Hormone Helper podcast. So that's exactly what it's called, Hormone Helper. You'll see a lovely picture of me. And uh, essentially, that's where you can learn to really see if the issues that you're struggling with are, in fact, hormonal. Um, that's kind of the first start because, you know, a lot of things that you, you might be struggling with might not be because not everything is hormone related and that's okay. But, you know, at that point, you know, if you've listened to a couple of episodes, and you're like, yeah, I definitely do have a hormonal issue. Uh, then essentially you can check out uh, our website. It's www.fitforallfitness.com. And that's the number four. And essentially our programs are right there. We have a program that's called the hormone reboot program. That's solely made for you to be able to balance your hormones and eat right for your body type using just food. So no like crazy medications. I'm not going to make you take injections, some crazy stuff. It's like, it's just food. So that way it can be sustainable and maintainable for you. Awesome. So definitely check that out. I will leave all that in the show notes, the hormone helper podcast. You'll see it's by Andrew Costa. And then the website is fit the number four, all fitness.com. Love it. Love it. And I'm so excited. I'm I'm officially a guest. I love it. I remember when you were telling me you were like, Oh, yeah, I have the team teachings on the podcast. And I was like, you do. I was so honored because Lorna, for those of you who don't know, Lorna is very um, selective. And I love that because she is so protective of of all of you. Like she just cares so much that it's like, she's not just going to put like, random nonsense or have people go on that doesn't like, because that doesn't make sense. Like helping people is truly like, she loves it. So I was very honored, although I am her, her hubby to, to be on the podcast. So thank you so much for officially having me as a guest. So excited. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys really enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you guys to take a screenshot of this and message me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, wherever we connect and let me know, like, let me know, um, you know, your biggest takeaways about this or, you know, any additional questions that you have about hormones. I can always bring Andrew on, you know, a second time for round number two, or even do like a masterclass on hormones. Um, so we're always up for that. We want to just provide you guys with so much value. We want to be able to support you, obviously, you know, me helping you with your relationship with food and also Mr. Bean helping with the, the hormonal aspect as well too. So, um, that's all (laughs) for today. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your wisdom. And I'd love to hear all of your guys' feedback. So 
um, yeah, message me in the DMs. Let me know what your biggest takeaways are. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Yeah.